Hey sis, welcome to the For All My Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Walker, and now it's time to sit back, relax, and tune into your very own Sister Circle audio series. In this circle, we empower each other by sharing our own experiences because going through life alone can be difficult. So whether you're tuned in or tuned out, we're getting ready to discuss the topics essential for growing up in five, four, three, two. Y'all, 2020 has been a year for the textbooks, and we're only in June. Can we talk about it? When I tell y'all this year came out swinging, first we had the death of Kobe, his daughter, and everyone else who ended up being on that helicopter. We had the death of Pop Smoke, rest in peace. Then we had a man-made global pandemic. People were losing their jobs left and right. Everybody had to stay in their house. You couldn't go anywhere. And now look, as soon as the country's getting ready to reopen, we got the entire world protesting police brutality and social injustice. Now, I just want to mention because I don't really feel like it's being said enough that these protests and riots are not just about one man's encounter with police brutality. When we march and we fight, we do it for all the ones that never got a chance to do so. There's a quote that says that protests are the language of the unheard and fortunately, we are tired of not being listened to. The other night, I was watching a documentary called Crime and Punishment on Hulu. And for anyone that's interested in understanding why, you know, situations like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Khalif Browder, these cases are able to happen with little to no penalty, I would advise y'all to go and check it out. So the documentary is pretty much um, about the New York City Police Department and how they specifically target lower income and minority communities, including the LGBTQ community, and how they're able to put innocent people in prison. Like I said, y'all, it was really good. It's like an hour, 30 minutes. So if y'all got Hulu, go check that out. By the way, I want to give a special shout out to everyone who's been able to go to a protest. I went to one a few days ago and my body is still recovering. Shout out to everyone who's been signing these petitions and using their platforms to speak out against what's going on right now. I don't know if it's just me, but I don't know. It feels like we're in unprecedented and transformative times. Like, there's been so many endings this year and new beginnings to accompany it. Politicians are getting exposed. We got celebrities more and more starting to get canceled. There are so many different changes happening, whether we're ready for it or not. And with all this change, it raised the questions, you know, what do you do when you can't run away from change? What do you do when you no longer have the option of drinking and smoking and sexing your palms away. What do you do when letting go and moving on is your only option? This episode is about new beginnings, endings, change, and healing. 
So the funny thing about moms is that even if they don't know what's going on, they know something's going on. Oh, no, I didn't like that. Okay. So y'all, today's episode is about new beginnings, endings, change, and healing. So the really funny thing about moms and having a mom is that even if they don't know what's going on, they know that something's going on. This topic is something that, you know, I've been dealing with personally lately. And the other day, my mother sent me a post that said, when you fight to cling to people who are no longer meant to be in your life, you delay your destiny. Let them go. Now, she didn't know what the situation was, but I just thought, okay, that's kind of weird. Like, why would you send me this at a time when, you know? Anyways... When I hear the phrase, let go, I think to cut off. But that's not always the case. Yes, you can discard someone or something from your life, but you can also create space within the situation. Maybe we aren't as close anymore, but we can still wish each other a happy holiday or a happy birthday. We can still follow each other on social media. We can choose to delete each other's numbers instead of blocking them and maybe even catch up one day in the future. Maybe letting go looks like surrendering whatever plans or ideas you had of what's meant to be so that something even better can enter your life. Letting go and moving on doesn't have to mean harboring animosity for the situation. It can simply mean, you know, accepting the things you can't change. I think that we have this preconceived notion that in order to move on from something, you have to cut all ties, and that's not necessarily true. Like, there are levels, and it's up to you and how you choose to proceed with the situation. Now, I asked a question, asked a few questions on the polls for the topic reveal this week, Um, And one of the questions were, what are some things that keep people from moving on? One of the most difficult things about being under quarantine for many people has been having to confront the very things that they have been spending so much time distracting themselves from. Leaving us no choice but to acknowledge these feelings of hurt that we've been harboring, the fear that's been keeping us stuck, the history we've been holding on to, and the comfort that's been keeping us stagnant. And these are the things that keep us holding on and staying in places that no longer serve the person we've become. See, most times we are holding on to all this extra baggage that we really have no business carrying, but until we realize that we have outgrown that phase, we can't move on. Part of the process of letting something go means to be ready and willing to confront the very things that keep us from fully investing in our growth. These things look like confronting our flaws AKA taking responsibility for the role that we play. Confronting our feelings of unworthiness. Fear of being seen as an imposture 
or simply accepting the fact that we're no longer interested in something or someone anymore. Now, these are not easy conversations to have, not with ourselves or anyone else. A lot of times it can take a person weeks, months, even years before they are at the point of being ready. All right, so I got a story time for y'all. All right, so growing up, I had a really bad habit of not resigning from my jobs properly. Oftentimes, I would let things get to the point of me hating my job before I did something about it. By the time it got so bad, I was showing up late. I was calling in with crazy excuses. Why? Honestly, because I was afraid to have that conversation. And I know what some of you are thinking. Girl, you're scary. Nobody was going to do anything to you. But that didn't matter. I was afraid of what would happen if I told the truth. Instead of just talking to my boss the moment I started to feel animosity building or, you know, using that as a signal to put in my two weeks notice, I let my fear manifest in ways that were self-sabotaging. When we choose to walk into that new beginning fully, it requires us having an honest conversation. Because, you know, we can try, we can try to enter that new beginning without doing the work required from that ending that we were trying to gloss over. And now we done brought all this unnecessary baggage along with the actions that will eventually catch up to us. When it's time for a change, sometimes It's out of our control how that change happens. And when we resist, all it does is show up more and more until it's too big to hide from. Kind of like Molly and Issa's friendship in, in, ooh, excuse me, season four of Insecure. Right? Had to be specific. In the first few episodes, we see that something feels off about the relationship. Both of them feel it, but neither one really addresses the situation. When they finally do decide to talk, they just kind of gloss over the hard topics and go straight into the more palatable topics. Until the moment where Molly confesses that she's been feeling like this for a while. You know, that she just doesn't think that the two of them are compatible anymore. Now, how many of us have been in situations where we feel like we're forcing the situation because we're trying to be considerate of the other person? How many times do we feel something is off and we choose not to address it? How many times do we sit and wait and hope that things return back to normal? These moments stem from fear and history and comfort. Sometimes, you know, things do return back to normal. But most times, we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment. The beautiful thing is that, you know, because Molly and Issa had that conversation, something new can finally come in. They both can stop waiting in limbo and move on. Maybe at some point, the the two of them will come back together again. But at this point in time, their lives are calling them in two different directions, and that's okay. One of the things that I have personally learned over the course of these past few weeks is that, you know, even when we don't realize we're growing up, 
we are. And just because you may not speak to people every day or you don't see them all the time doesn't mean that when you return, they will be the same person you left them as. It's actually quite selfish and self-centered to think that way. Because we don't always recognize our growth. We can struggle to see just how out of touch our past is with our future. Like you ever had somebody bring something up that you did in the past and at first you get all upset because of the feelings attached to that moment. But then you catch yourself and you realize, I'm not even that person anymore. I've changed. The past was not intended to have a front row seat in our future. The past is not compatible with our present because we are no longer that person. I mean, yeah, it's good to remember the past and learn from it, but God has other lessons planned out for you, sis. We allow ourselves to get so caught up in the uncertainty of what's next, but we gotta keep going. We can't always see what the purpose of a moment is while we're in it. Sometimes it's not until we are finished with that phase of our lives and we have moved on that we're able to look back and see how that moment has made it possible for the greatness that came after it. I want you guys to think about all the moments in your life when change has made you feel scared and uncomfortable. Now think about all the great things that came out of you conquering that moment. What happened because of that moment that was so unexpected? We have to stop distracting ourselves from the things that hurt to acknowledge. We need to stop drinking and smoking and sexing our problems away. Get a therapist so you can move on. Our lives were not made for us to be in a constant state of pain or euphoria. There needs to be a balance. But you also got to realize is that when you avoid your problems using unhealthy habits, you will begin to fall so deep into the rabbit hole that you won't even realize how being bad, excuse me, you won't even realize how bad things have truly gotten until you get yourself out. This is what I would suggest. And it may sound like common sense, but all of these steps require a level of self-awareness. Don't listen to music that does not make you feel good. Some of us, you know, prefer listening to bag music, you know, love R&B. And it's nothing wrong with that because we don't even have to be in our bags to really enjoy that kind of music. But when you're going through something, the kind of music that you usually listen to might not be the best music to listen to at that time. It's the same thing with the kind of shows and movies that you watch. Don't watch things that do not make you feel good. This is a time to watch things that inspire you. Listen to things that make you feel good. Get back into those old hobbies that you stopped doing or, you know, find new ones. Acknowledge what you are feeling and then honestly talk about how you're feeling with someone who is willing to map out the situation with you.
Also, do not talk to someone who will judge you or make comments that belittle or disregard your feelings. Go outside. And if possible, hang out with your friends and family. If the situation involves another person, it's best to talk things out in person. Remember that you are only there to express your truth about how the situation made you feel. Ask yourself if you're really ready to have this conversation. And if so, what does that next step look like for you? You will know when it's time to walk away from something because you'll see the signs. Don't let fear or history or comfort keep you in a situation you know is over. If going cold turkey will help you feel better, then do it. If creating space is what you prefer, then do it. Don't base your decisions around what other people think you should do. It's your life and your decisions need to work for you. If you aren't sure what to do, pray for a sign. Ask God for eyes to see and ears to hear so that when he does give you that sign, you are able to recognize it. Also, be patient. Y'all know sometimes we pray for things to happen and God makes us wait. Lastly, I want to leave you guys with the serenity prayer. It says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Amen. So the song that you're currently hearing is from Makai Beats, and the title of the song is called Addicted. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to comment and rate the show. Follow the Instagram page at For All My Sisters with two S's at the end. I really hope you guys were able to take something away from this. And that's all I have for this episode. Peace.